Hey everyone, it's Stefan Angelini from The Investor Types. Thanks again for listening to us. We're talking about credit investments and we're talking about investing with one of Australia's best names and this is Latrobe Financial. We're talking to their Chief Investment Officer about how he takes on capital, which is what you, what happens with your term deposits or deposits as you go into this non-bank or credit facility, and then how they decide to lend it out, whether it be to business owners, property developers, self-managed super funds. If you are considering trying to outstretch a term deposit but want a fixed term nature for your cash, um, you're not looking to chase too high returns but you're happy to take on a little bit of extra risk as it's called, um, this might be a great episode for yourself. Now, before we get into it, it's a really juicy one. I just want to remind you that it's general information only. Please don't consider it as personal advice. If you want to consider an investment like this for yourself, please go and consult your own financial planner. Other than that, enjoy the show. Reach out to me with any questions. Let's get into it. Hey, everyone. It's Stefan Angelini here from the Investor Types podcast and YouTube channel. Thanks a lot for joining me for another episode. We're here to talk about non-banks and how non-banks may invest your money if you ever invest with them, but even getting loans from them and what that means. So we're here talking to Chris Andrews from Latrobe Financial. Chris, thank you so much for joining me, mate. Great to be here, Stefan. Thanks for having me. Ah, mate. Amazing. So, so Chris is the Chief Investment Officer at Latrobe. Latrobe's probably been one of the biggest names that's popped up around Australia in the last few years. Um, now touted as a really big lender to both individuals who might be business owners or developers as well who are getting getting funding um, but they've re- released a, a lot of lines of um, let's say credit term deposit like products not quite term deposit but in the fixed income space but we're here talking to, to Chris to give us just a little bit more insight into what that all means um, Chris mate we're in the coronavirus at the moment and I have not seen someone's face pop up more than yours for presentations yeah. hats off to you why do you keep doing so many presentations in the current environment? Oh, Stefan, look, it's a, it's a fundamental conviction for us and one really that we learnt a lot from, uh, from, from our experience in the global financial crisis, which is when markets are volatile, when there's turmoil in the global economy and global markets, investors have an absolute hunger to know that their managers are focused, that their managers are constantly checking their portfolios, stress testing their portfolios. So, so really, really, we just want to be as transparent as we possibly can. And I think, if uh, Stefan, I know you'll be familiar, and if your investors are familiar with our monthly portfolio reports, which we've been doing for many, many years, I'd like to think that those are probably the most transparent reports in the market in terms of giving a great amount of detail about all of our portfolio holdings. So really, it's a, it's a continuation of that same strategy of being as transparent as we possibly can for all of our investors. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt that would keep you super busy as it does with me, huh. keeping all my clients updated. But being in your role as a CIO, it, it would require a lot of work. But I'd love to know, so how did you get to that position to be CIO of Latrobe Financial? Yeah, I, I actually joined Latrobe in 2006, Stefan. So it Ooh. was it was not too long before the global financial crisis. <laughs> time. We also what happened? Yeah. So look, it was a fascinating <laughs> time, but it was also a difficult time for financial markets, and yeah. it was really interesting to see up close the consequences of poor decision making uh, by managers and by investors, and that's around funding models, around liquidity management. We were, in fact, in some ways, you talk about how we've, we've, we've enjoyed some success in recent years. To, large, to a large extent, that was born in our experience through the global financial crisis. Mm-hmm. We were one of the few managers to get through that period with a, a flawless record of liquidity, 
return of capital and so on. So uh, look, at that time I was in a legal role, but I moved over to head up the credit fund in 2009. So it's been a, been a heck of a journey. All right. And so as a CIO, what, what are your main roles? What do you do? Really good question. If I think about Latrobe Financial, our approach to investment is, is not about one person, whether it's me or anyone else, making big bets on the direction of the economy. Yep. It's Instead, what we do is we build really rigorous industrial strength processes. That's at the core of what we do. And what we're looking to do is generate highly diversified portfolios of really, really high quality, always mortgage secured loan assets. So, you know, we've been in operation since 1952. So across that time, obviously, we've seen an incredible array of economic environments. So we keep refining, improving our approach and, and our insights as, as markets evolve. So really, as CIO, my focus is working to ensure that all of our investment, that all of our uh, portfolio construction disciplines, if you like, that they're all in place and that our portfolios are continuing to perform for our investors. Okay, so you, when when people give you money, you you are the one responsible for making sure it's secure, safe, and they're going to get the return they're promised. Who are these people? What kinds of people do you manage money for? People and institutions. Yeah, so yeah, that's that's right, and it's a really good point, Stefan. So we we well recognised, I think, as having the most diversified funding base in our mm. sector, and 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 what we do is we apply the same asset selection disciplines across our entire book. So, you know, really our focus, whoever the investor is, we want, to be, we want to be an excellent steward of their investment capital. So when we think about who these investors are, well, we manage 3.6 billion in investment funds under institutional mandates. So that's mm-hmm. three of the big four banks, two regional banks, three household name global banks. All of these have been excellent long-term supporters and investors in the business, in some case for many decades. Our credit fund, well, that's what most of your investors will be familiar with. That holds about $5 billion in assets under management. We manage funds there for, well, for a variety of investors, for fund managers, family officers, high net worth in, in individuals, right through to everyday, if you like, mum and dad investors. We manage uh, for global institutional investors. So I'm thinking here of pension funds, uh, sovereign wealth funds, fixed income managers, through our capital markets program. So we have $4.4 billion outstanding in residential mortgage-backed securities. We've attracted a bit of attention in that sector um, because we've recently settled the largest securitization transaction globally. So that's $1.25 billion since the coronavirus began. And that's on the back of, of, of the really strong interest that these institutional investors have in our loans as safe harbour assets, if you like, in times of market volatility. So there's sort of three different types of Three people. key buckets. Three yeah. key buckets. In mm. Big institutions, mm. funds, mm. the everyday person, family, wealth groups, yeah. essentially. Yes, that's, that's correct. And look, I say again, whoever the investors are, in, in one sense, when we're approving assets, we're agnostic to all of that. Yep. Our approach is to be absolutely rigorous in our asset selection regardless of where the funds are going. Um, And look, none of our investment portfolios that were for any of those institutional investors or in the 48 hour, uh, the 90 day, the one year, the four year accounts in our credit fund, none of them have ever lost a cent of investor capital. And, you know, for a manager across seven decades, that's a rare accomplishment and one that we take very seriously. Yeah. So tell me, you've got the banks that invest into a non-bank. Is that right? Correct. All right. Well, that's interesting. <laughs> well, well, 
that's uh, chase there. That yeah, extra... I, I guess it, I, at, at first blush it might seem so, Stefan, but but we have a particular expertise. Mm. We special. We're a credit specialist. We yep. focus on borrowers who don't neatly fit, if you like, the the primarily automated credit assessment processes that the big banks like to operate, and that allows them to generate scale. And that's been a really effective and efficient model for them for many, many decades. Yep. But it does mean that there are many, many cohorts of really good quality borrowers. Think of SMSF borrowers, for example, but think of the self-employed, think of borrowers who are not residents in Australia. There are whole cohorts of borrowers who don't get good service from those mainstream banks just because you, you need to dive deeper into their credit to get an understanding of whether they're a good credit prospect. So that's how we differentiate ourselves. And that's why we get such terrific support from, from the banks, as you say. Yeah. Yeah, and look, I don't want to say that I'm a good lender, but I've I've had I've had to use the trope many times. I'm I'm self-employed, um, therefore the big yes. banks don't like me. Um, I've tried to borrow money through my self-managed super fund. Big banks wouldn't do it. The trope, hey, yes. go on, thank you very much. But also from developing property as well, the trope have a very have built up a very a sweet spot or a niche in that market, um, which has been fant- fantastic for because over the last mm. say five years, developers have found it very difficult to get the traditional method of funding. Um, and the trobe as a non-bank has slot in there very nicely. Yeah, so so, so that's that you, you're you're articulating really well, Stefan. What we try to do in the market, which is to find those really good quality borrowers like yourself, mm-hmm. <laughs> who are who are good credit prospects, who, who from an investor's perspective present a really strong risk return profile. Yep. And by targeting those borrowers, we can deliver service to the borrowers, which is outstanding. We can we can assist borrowers and and play a role in that market but also leverage those borrowers to generate really good returns for investors. So it's a, it's, if you like it, everyone wins under that model. Yeah. So, when I, so when I borrow my money from Latrobe, who am I borrowing from? Am I borrowing from all those investors that you spoke about before? Yeah. Well, any borrower who comes to Latrobe Financial will have their loan ultimately funded by one, one or more of those investor yeah. buckets, if you like. Yeah. Yeah. It is important to remember, you know, to, to keep the legal structures clean and simple and, and certainly transparent. Latrobe Financial is the lender. So when investors trust us with of their course. funds, yeah. our role is to ensure that we maintain consistently high standards of asset selection and, and honestly, really high levels of service to our borrowers so they keep coming back and we can keep building our portfolios. Yeah. So Latrobe now, not only Latrobe got bought out a few years ago by quite a large company. That's right. So we're 80% owned by the Blackstone Group out of the US. So they've got 585 billion US in assets under management. They've got particular expertise. They're known as, as, as a private equity fund, hence their investment in Latrobe Financial. Yep. But they also have a really deep expertise in property and in credit. So it's a really good strategic alignment for us. Uh, their instructions to us, if you like, they said, we, we, we invested in this business because we love your approach, your disciplined approach to credit. So whatever you do, don't go changing your credit jaws. So we've, we've certainly <laughs> stuck to our needs since they've come along. That's, that's been really good. That's yep. been, it's been a really strong partnership for us. And I could imagine just from how much I've seen your name everywhere and how much I've seen you pop up, the tribe would have been growing a lot over the last few years, probably getting to be one of the largest non-banks in Australia, if not the largest non-bank in Australia. What are some of the main investments that you manage over at Latrobe? Yeah, so um, the first point I'd make, and I, I just want to go back to some observations you were making earlier, uh, Stefan, about you know the difference between Latrobe Financial and the bank. So firstly, we're not a bank. 
Yes. We're regulated by ASIC, not yes. by APRA. Yep. So our investments are not subject to the federal government's bank deposit guarantee. And I've got yep. to say, we've got no ambitions to become a bank either. So I'm really clear about that. So, uh, you know, so that being said, we all know that bank deposit rates have been very low for years, well below inflation. Uh, and we don't, and I think most commentators don't see that changing anytime soon. So that means as an investor, if you've got money in the bank, you're, you're actually losing ground inexorably month after month, year after year. And in our view, that's unsustainable. Mm-hmm. What we do is build diverse portfolios, uh, high quality assets. As I said, they're loans. It's really simple in many ways. They're loans to borrowers secured by a registered first ranking mortgage. And through these assets, we aim to preserve capital and generate reasonable returns month after month. So We've got a variety of investment offerings that let investors choose the, the duration, if you like, that suits them. So I mentioned before, so, you know, 48-hour account, the 90-day notice account, a one-year account and a four-year account. Uh, none of those have ever lost a cent of capital, as I said before. So we've focused on consistency. That's been our hallmark and we, we're absolutely focused on that for investors. We also have for more active investors, we have Australia's largest and most robust peer-to-peer offering. So that's an offering mm. that lets investors select individual loans. So, you know, to they could potentially invest, Stefan, in one of your developments um, if, they, if they decided that that suited their own needs and objectives and they could build their own portfolios of mortgage-secured assets. Uh, if we were to think about the current returns on offer, just as a, to, to give an indication of where we play, so the one-year account or 12-month term account, as it's sometimes called, that's currently paying a headline rate of 4.7% per annum. It's a that's variable right. rate of return, um, but it is one that we manage over time to be pretty stable. So, you know, I guess all this boils down to, Stefan, what, what we're trying to do through this type of offering is give investors a genuine alternative source of income. Yeah, beautiful. And when you've got term deposits that are not returning what investors would hope for, um, I guess the best thing about the trope is you've got the reputation, the reputation of being able to consistently deliver on what you promised, which is good. And, you know, your rates don't always stay as high as they have been. They have dropped. And previous in the, in the past, and recently, they've dropped. Is that right? Yes, yeah, so they are variable rates. So they will over time reflect what's going on in interest rate markets. But we do hope always to behold that sort of premium level of return. And we do that by targeting those borrowers, as I've, as I've said before, who don't get good service yep. from, from the big banks. So we have found, you know, look, we've been in this business for, for seven decades and our fundamental proposition has been the same. So Whoever, whoever the investor is, uh, whether it's an institutional investor or uh, an everyday mum and dad investor, for us, that's irrelevant. Our value proposition is the same. First, preserve capital. Secondly, generate a consistent, reliable monthly income that's at a premium to what they can get from other, other income sources. Yep. So, so Chris, just so, just so I can get my head around it. So, let's say I've got a million dollars or $100,000 and I want to give it to Latrobe, say, the trobe i'd like my fixed return for this period please uh, use my money as you wish chris i've got all my faith in you <laughs> um and then you say all right well so Thank that money is going to go into a, it's going to go into a pool of pool of funds with everyone else everyone's yes. all in the same bucket and then you determine mm. who it gets lent out to so it could yes. be both to people wanting to develop property people wanting to purchase who are, who are business owners as well as mm. people who are purchasing through their self-managed super funds is that does that sound about right 
Yes, it does. So, so what you're talking about there, yes, we have an investment mandate. And what yep. that investment mandate does is ensure that we don't overexpose ourselves, for example, to construction and development loans. Yes. We love construction and development loans, but you know, in our 12-month term account, our maximum exposure is, is 15% of the portfolio. Mm-hmm. We yep. want to build a diversified portfolio, not load up in one particular sector that you know, might, for whatever reason, enter difficulties. So, so that's where we start. Our starting point is to build. Yeah, 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 exactly. And what we want to do then is select individual loans yep. that are of the highest quality that generate the portfolio. So then well, it's the classic five C's of credit that we apply then. So we look at a borrower's character. For those who've, who've been involved in, in credit in the past, it, 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 this really is the decades-old approach that, yep. that, that a really good credit uh, organisation will focus on. So we look at, a, at, at an applicant's character. Are they good credit risk? Do they have mm-hmm. a strong repayment history? We look at their skin in the game, their capital. Yep. Um, we require a minimum of 25% equity from all of the borrowers in our credit fund. Mm-hmm. We look at their capacity or their ability to service the loan to meet their repayment obligations. Now, now that's a very regulated activity in Australia. Like the banks, we hold a, a, a credit licence, an Australian credit licence from MASIC. Uh, and we're bound by the obligations, the responsible lending obligations of the National Consumer Credit Protection Act. So when we think about a borrower's capacity, that's a very regulated activity. We think about the conditions that we can put on the loan, and and the purpose there is to better secure investors' position. And then finally, and and this is is the area, Stefan, that, that investors often look to first. They think about the collateral security. Now, collateral is certainly critical. It's one of the five Cs, but I often remind investors and advisors it's only one of the five Cs. Yep. What's our approach to collateral? Well, we lend to a maximum of 75% of the value of the security property. We like a strong margin for safety. Mm-hmm. We don't do large loans. We don't take specialised assets as security properties. We prefer assets that we can sell into a really broad and deep market in the event that we're required to take possession. And of course, that can happen if a borrower defaults on their repayment. So say again, seven decades has shown us that if we're really disciplined in the execution of this strategy, we can deliver outsized returns for investors. And we can do that with an incredible resilience to what's going on in other markets. So it's been a very successful approach, this sort of bottom-up, if you like, fundamental portfolio construction model. Yeah, I'd really like to go back to the peer-to-peer lending because it's been getting so much attention recently. A lot of people are talking about it. it's, there's a lot of different platforms out there that are doing it. So how does the Latrobe mm. platform, is it essentially someone can put their their project up on Latrobe and another group of people can come in and choose to fund that? How does that work? Mm. Well, first we have a borrower come to us and yep. we assess that borrower as we assess all the borrowers who come to Latrobe. So we've got to be able to satisfy ourselves that that borrower is a good credit prospect. Mm-hmm. Assuming that the, the, that the borrower and that the project, if it's a, if it's a construct, they're not all construction and development loans, but they, they, they are, some of them are construction and development loans. So assuming that they are approved, they, they can then be put onto what we call our investment marketplace. So investors can go online, that's available on our website at any time, and have a look at individual loans and invest in those individual loans. They can research, if you like, their peer-to-peer opportunities before they invest. Yeah. Now, the benefit, the benefit for investors, obviously, is they get to choose the assets they're investing in. They can often generate a higher yield than through our portfolios. Yep. 
The flip side, of course, is that they don't get the same diversification benefits that the portfolios generate. So the risk profile is slightly higher. And obviously, Stefan, the, 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 the most straightforward analogy is an investor choosing an, indi- an individual stock on the, on the ASX to purchase versus investing in a diversified portfolio of stocks run by a professional manager. So uh, from that end, we, we're really pleased to provide our investors with the opportunity to, to, to choose the mode of investment that suits them and suits yep. their own circumstances and preferences. It's not unusual for us to see investors, in fact, have some funds in one of our pooled accounts, perhaps our 12-month turn account, uh, and to make some, and, and to set some funds aside to invest in, in, in select peer-to-peer opportunities, if you like, a sort of a, a core and satellite approach that they take to investment with us. So that's really interesting too. I guess that's what a lot of people don't consider. When you look into credit markets and you do see a high return, a lot of people get, you know, they see the flashing lights and they run towards a light, high return, yeah. let's do it. But it does take on more risk. And the diversification, especially when it does come to credit markets, is so important. And I guess having, having an expert team there who've done this for so long to manage that um, is of utmost importance. You may pay for a little bit. You may not earn as good returns. But essentially, if you're looking for that, that fixed return, it gives you that, that safer option. So diversification has been described, Stefan, as the one free lunch in investing, and it is absolutely <laughs> true. Your, your, your ability to control the risk in your portfolio and generate repeatable income, uh, you know, diversification is absolutely key to that. Yeah, beautiful. Um, so this show, Chris, it's called Investor Types, where we help people identify you know, what's the right kind of investment for them if they're looking to get yeah. into, say, a, fix, a fixed credit or a credit investment, which may be a specified term. If someone was to come to you and say that, look, Chris, I want to get involved in some fixed income investments with Latrobe, what would be their personality or their investor type? Mm. Well, we've just, we've discussed sort of some categories of investors that we deal with already. Um, when you think about it, though, our, our fundamental investment objective here at Latrobe is is very consistent across our portfolio. So whoever our investors are, whether they're the largest institution or the smallest everyday mum and dad investor, they want their capital returned to them in full and they want to generate a consistent monthly income that is a reasonable margin above the rate of inflation. Traditionally uh, um, and predictably, we see a lot of people at or near retirement age who are looking to protect their capital from market volatility. They're looking to manage sequencing risk and they're looking to generate income for living expenses. Interestingly, though, uh, and particularly as we've rolled out some of our online platforms and, and you know, perhaps this peer-to-peer offering as well, we're seeing a lot of, of younger, savvy investors, that, and, and really they're coming to us simply because they're dissatisfied with the rates of return from other income offerings in a world where, where base rates, base interest rates are so low. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm, I'm always, though, and you've, I've probably said it a few times already, Stefan, I want to, to really stress that whoever the investor is and whatever portfolio you're talking about with Latrobe Financial, our commitment to the, that, those same levels of, well, of investment discipline, of transparency, as we discussed earlier, of professionalism, also, though, hopefully, <laughs> of friendly service, they remain the same. Okay. Um, I see it as though if it's, a, it's almost like because it's a term investment, you've got to be willing to give your money away a lot of the time and not, not ask for it back before that term is up. So be willing to have that money gone. But definitely yes. um, it is that, yes. secu- that security in a portfolio and believing in someone that you know will hopefully pay you back. You're not lending to Bob, your next door neighbor. You're lending to a reputable business that's been around for a long time, headed up by a very great man. Um, 
and that's the kind of investor that if you wanted that long-term, that income approach, um, albeit it is a more risky, but then say a term deposit because term deposits, as you spoke about before, have that government backing. They're less than $250,000. They are government secured. So you don't fall into that same banner. But um, look, I think Latrobe's an amazing business doing amazing things. Uh, keep marketing the way you're marketing because I see the Latrobe banner everywhere now. Um, and if you can, Chris, keep supporting the mighty, the mighty Collingwood Magpies. I, I thought we'd get to that at some point. Steph. I'm not sure. Look, I, is, isn't it great that as a as the country we're now on the on the cusp? I see our our NRL friends are, are are back in the fray already, and it won't be long before the AFL's back too. And I think honestly, given all the the, the tough year that 2020 has been, it's great to see some of these more normal pastimes starting to enter our minds again. So um, I'm glad to hear you with the pies. Go the pies. Um, Thank you, everyone, for joining us on the Investor Types. Uh, We hope you've learned something here about uh, credit investing, uh, going for that fixed income return. Chris, thank you so much for giving up your time. I know how busy you are. I really look forward to hopefully chatting to you again soon. It's a real pleasure, Stefan. Always happy to talk. All right. Thanks a lot for that. Um, If you've got any questions, feel free to reach out. Look at Latrobe Financial's website. They've got plenty of information there. Um, If you've got any questions about the podcast, feel free to leave a comment below. Otherwise, reach out to me, Stefan at angeladvisory.com.au. Chris, thanks again, mate. Everyone listening, I'll see you very soon. Thanks a lot. Thank you all. Thank you so much for tuning into another episode of the Investor Types podcast. What I want to remind you is that everything you heard in this podcast is general advice only. Please don't consider it as personal advice. If you do want to consider it as being personal advice, please go and speak to your licensed financial planner. Everything here is just informational purposes only. Take it as you will. I really hope you enjoyed the episode. Thanks again for tuning in. See you soon.